Audrey Woodley, a woman of power, charisma, and influence, uses her platform to speak, teach, and coach women around the world. Serving as a motivational speaker, life coach, and brand therapist, Audrey applies principles from her own life as a native of Chicago, a single mother, a successful entrepreneur, and co-author of two international best-selling books to help women entrepreneurs reach success. Faith, she often tells her life coaching clients, is one of the most valuable tools in building blocks of any woman's success when applied persistently and consistently. Audrey is best known as the brand therapist in helping women identify solutions to brand challenges. She uses new age problem solving tactics, proven social media strategies, effective marketing communication, and customized brand identity coaching. Now, here's your host, Audrey Woodley. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. We are just so excited to have Miss Katrina Dixon here on the line, the It's My Money Lady. Um, I'm so excited about this. I met her on the face in one of our Facebook groups, and I actually put out the call. Hey, I'm looking for five podcasters uh, to join me for quarter one of 2020. They want to get their story heard, and she answered the call, and she just so happened to be the Miss Money Lady here. <laughs> and uh, I just want to tell you guys, she's an Amazon author, and and that's really what I was really, really looking for is those Amazon authors to really just connect with other um, female bosses that are really uh, leading the charge and taking their brand to the next level by being on the global network. But Miss Katrina Dixon, we call it PK Money, is a mm-hmm. certified finance coach, international speaker, author, blogger, and podcaster. She enthusiastically helps individuals ages 25 to 45. So you notice that's the 25 is millennial, all the way to 45 Gen X. Um, <laughs> budget, save, and use credit responsible, uh, responsibly. And if needed be, she restores their credit. Hey, now. <laughs> she follows them through a one-on-one session and a group setting. She has an authentic way of engaging while she teaches. She loves ensuring teenagers understand the importance of saving, budgeting, and credit. Her book is lo- it's on Amazon and it's for kids. It's for, it, you know... Um, it's for those kids that don't normally have those money talks. It's for kids that don't know what a checking account is or even how to write a check. All they know is an app. So why is it so important? Well, not that, but tell me, how did you get started in this industry, which I saw that? And then what made you just say, you know what, I'm going to focus on the children first. And then what made you write the book and get into the book aspect of saying, you know what, I'm going to just teach this in schools, corporations, wherever I can, I need to really tell my story. So go ahead, take it away, Ms. Patricia. Yeah, so first of all, Audrey, I want to say thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. <laughs> and thank you for being patient while we worked out the technology. So, you know, we were going to make this happen. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. So why I got started. So I sit here now, the parent of a 29-year-old. Wow. And I say to myself, if I had what I know now, when I was in high school, Lord have mercy. <laughs> That's all I would have to say regarding finances. So um, as I sit, you know, around the dinner table with my daughter, her friends and others, 
and talk about money, I see even my daughter, even me being a finance coach, they still don't know what they should know relative to their finances and what they should be doing at a very young age because personal finance is still not consistently taught in high schools. So I said, and there's a a famous quote, when you make an observation, you have an obligation. So I said, instead of just talking about it, I could say my daughter is graduated from college. I, why should I care? I care because I care about those that are coming behind us. I care because, um, in some situations, no one else does. So I said, what can I do to help fix this problem so that our young people can find out how to use their finances early? And doesn't mean they're going to make the right decision, but I'm a believer they can't make the right decision if we never present them with an alternative way to do right by their money. So that's how I got started. And with that mindset, I then put the topics that I think are pertinent for them to know in high school into a book. And once the book was published, it's called It's My Money. You can't see my sweatshirt, but it says It's My Money. I went out and I started teaching it to everybody who would let me come in. Schools, organizations, youth groups, whoever would allow me. And it has been a fantastic journey. I I love the journey I'm on. And although I started with ages 13 to 18 um, in volume one, volume two, which is dropping really soon, is going to be for the next uh, group. So look forward to that as well. So it's my money volume two on the way. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I can remember um, teaching in the high school there was only, there, there's no finance taught in high school. It's just math, algebra, geometry, tree, algebra to advanced stats, whatever. And you take the ACT, then ACT or SAT, you out of there. But one year, there, it was a lady that actually wrote a workbook and she came into my, uh, one of my, my fifth to sixth period class. Mm. And she was actually teaching finance and teaching kids on how to buy stock. Now, every now that only happened in the one in the 10 years that I was at that school. There is no finance being taught. Do you think that's done on purpose? Oh, yeah. So please don't even let me go down that path. So here's what I will say right now from the information I've been able to garnish, there's 17 states that require personal finance to be taught. Um, Connecticut, where I am, is not one. And I'm working tirelessly with our state senator to make that happen. So the goal is to have a personal finance course be required before high school graduation. So that's the overall goal. So there's um, even in Connecticut, there are some schools that have have it as a part of their curriculum, it's not required and it's not um, consistent throughout Connecticut. So we're trying to change that. So of all the states in the United States, there's only 17 that make it required. So, and that number actually has grown over the last two years. So there's, you know, a new state or two that's happening every year. So I think people recognize it's something that needs to be done. So if we want students to not get in debt, and then when they have debt to know how to pay debt and to budget to be able to do that, we have to teach them that, you know? So that's, that's kind of where, um, you know, I, I'm of that mindset. There's a lot of people, a lot of my colleagues that are out uh, trying to champion the same thing, which is wickedly excited, um, exciting. So uh, hopefully that number 17 will change soon. And one of those states will be Connecticut soon. Okay. Now tell me, tell me the aspects of your book. Do your book like give a scenario and then it have them to work it out or do the workbook just really focus on the basic key points of what money is, how, how it operates, and what can they do right now between the ages of 
let's say uh, 25, 17 to 25, what should they be doing right now? Yep. So the book is constructed in this way. The book is a, it's a, in journal format. So it's, it's my money, a guided journal to help you manage your finances, volume one. And that one, again, written for ages 13 to 18, it gives because, um, you know, unfortunately, another thing is our young people don't like to read lengthy books. So I want it optically to it look like something that could be easily digestible so they can read very quickly. So each uh, top. So I have various topics um, the banking system, what that is, saving, budgeting, credit. And within each of those topics, there are written information on those topics. There are essential questions to reinforce the reading. There's inspirational quotes throughout and then line pages for journaling. And then absolutely some action steps that I would recommend based on this specific topic. So um, the reason why I like journal format, because not everybody is at the same place. So there are some young people that do get information. They get it either parents are, you know, transparent about financial conversations at home. Um, Some school, like I said, some schools do teach it. So everybody's at a different place. So the journal format allows the person to read um, and hopefully understand what they're reading and then be able to write what they feel they need to do or where they are um, individually. So that's how the book is constructed. Um, as far as older people, um, the volume two that's coming out for ages 19 and above, what I, what I do in that book is I have, um, I do have line pages for journaling, but not as many. I go a little bit deeper on each of the topics and then I add additional topics that are pertinent for that age group because high schoolers are typically not looking for what they need to do to buy a home. But when you graduate college, that may be one of the first things you want to do. So you don't want to start thinking about that. Once you graduate, you need to understand you can't mess up your credit. And then want to buy a house soon as you graduate. So that that's that's how it's a little bit different in volume two than in volume one. Yes, uh, that is okay. Like um, these days, um, as I see a lot of high school uh, seniors graduating, they're not going to the traditional four-year college. Either they're coming out working, or they're going to a community college to a community college for a year or two. Um, or they say, you know what, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just going to start a business. Mm-hmm. What are some key things that they really need to focus on when they say, hey, I'm going to start a business. I don't know anything about my credit, but I'm just going to go all out and do it. What are some key things that they, some um, pitfalls that you see that they get themselves in? Yeah. So, and you, let me just go back to something you said. I see a lot of people starting community college first now um, because th- that student debt is a real thing that's out there. So um, I see that happening a lot. And then, and then after doing that, transitioning on to a four-year university, which is perfectly fine. And usually families can afford to do that. And then more importantly, the student is able to work while they're in community college so they can participate in financing the rest of the years that they want to go on to a university. Um, as it pertains to entrepreneurship, that is actually a course or one of the workshops that I do for high school kids or high school youth and older folks as well. Um, and I teach them about my journey. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm doing well in my business now, but it, it it's, it's a journey and it's, you know, I'm, still going at it. I teach them, you know, funding and and, and what you need to do to prepare and to make your business official right off. Like have that structure, have that groundwork, um, meaning get, uh, uh, determine if you're going to be an LLC or whatever you're going to do, get that, get that, get that um, EIN number, get that uh, business bank account. And if you can't afford to get those things, then you're not ready really to go into business. Um, Because 
I am a proponent of do not mix your business funds with your personal funds. So if you can, I'll, I'll call it say two, 250 to 500, depending on the geography you're in. If you can't afford to get that employee identification number or EIN number, plus open a business bank account, then you're probably not ready yet to do it. So what I do is try to share with them how much it costs to get the basics to start your business off structurally. And then if you're not ready, save for that, get started and then get into the business and then know that your business should be coupled with something you're passionate about as well as solving a problem. Cause you could be passionate about, I don't know, drinking coffee, but if drinking coffee is not solving something, then you may not, you may be the only purchaser of what you're trying to do. So you want to, you know, and I don't, I, I say that very lightly cause you don't want to squash somebody's goals and dreams, but, um, I feel like your business can be successful quicker if you're solving a problem out there that needs to be solved. And then couple that with the passion. Now you won't, now this is, (laughs) now that is the optimal way to really officially do business. Mm -hmm. But in some communities, we don't even go that route. We just open, we tend to go work a full-time job. Like my grandmother, she worked a full-time job and Mm -hmm. had a side hustle. Mm -hmm. There was no EIN numbers. There was no business credit that they did. They just fully did it as a passion. There was no business plan. There was none of that, okay? But they were very successful in what she was doing, but we did not traditionally do it the right way. <laughs> right. And, and let me tell you, I, I should have said this earlier. So I am what they call a dual panor. So I have a nine to five and then my business, I guess one can define it as a side hustle because I do it after five, if you will, on my lunch hour, you know, so during lunch, instead of eating lunch, maybe I'm eating lunch and preparing for a workshop that I'm doing later and then finishing my nine to five and going to do that. So you're right. I think there's people still doing it. I do that today. I call it my nine to five is financing my five to nine. So I go to work, I do my day job well. Um, because of me still having my day job and having some money saved, I, d- I don't have any uh, debt on my business. I don't have, you know, everything that I do in my business, I fund myself or I started off that way. And then the business started making money to fund itself. So I do have what they call a side hustle that I'm trying to grow to be, you know, what I do every day, all day, one day, whenever that will be. So, um, but now I don't want to misconstrue that just because it's, on the side, I'm passionate about doing it. It is solving a problem. I still set it up structurally. So I have an EIN number, the business name. Um, you know, I had to go and secure the business name. My, it's my money. And you can't see my sweatshirt. Let me see. The, it's my money. This is trade. This is actually trademarked. So you still need to set it up structurally. I don't want to, whatever was done before and what, how people did things before, that's great. That worked. But when I teach it, I teach it differently. Like you need to be set up structurally, even if it's a side hustle, because you should not mix your business and your uh, personal funds together. And it's not, a, it's really not a lot to set it up. And that's so, that's so, it's just knowing when you know better, you do better, knowing that you should do that. Yes. I played many times in my bank account, <laughs> with my personal bank account to fund my business account. And I never, 
opened up a business account. I just no. played. Don't do this. So listen, so let, let me again, because I get this, I, may, I, need, I need to make sure that this is clear. I do use or have used personal funds to fund my business. But the way to do that is I literally go to the bank, not transfer. None of it is connected. I go to where my personal funds are, take that money out, and then physically put it into the business bank account and then make the business transactions through the business bank account. So all business transactions are made through the business bank account. And you can't open the business bank account if you don't have a business name and a business EIN number. So you need that to get the account. So it does not mean you can't, as a person who's doing the side hustle or business funded, it just means you have to fund it appropriately. You don't want to set yourself up for audit or, or something like that. So, and then if you, if anything happens in your business, depending on what type of business service related or whatever, say somebody is unhappy and they want to go after you, if you will, legally, they can't t- touch your personal funds, assets, home, cars, anything like that, because they're, they're not connected. You have set yourself up structurally that your business is what they are unhappy with in, in are going Absolutely. after as opposed to your personal stuff. So let me just tell you what Ms. Petrina is saying. For the most part, you need to make sure that you have your business formation, whether it's a uh, LLC, S Corp, C Corp, um, community, I forget the name of it, but it could be a corporate where it's mm-hmm. like um, everybody come together and they can make a corporate account. Yes. But more importantly, making sure that you have your 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 formation set up. Make sure you're registered with your state. Um, so you look for articles of incorporation because the first thing the bank do ask you is where's your articles of incorporation? Mm-hmm. So you definitely have to have articles of incorporation to take to the bank. And then um, she also mentioned that she has two separate accounts. I would really strongly, highly suggest that you do that and start practicing it because a lot of times you're looking for funding and the way you get funded is by having a business account where you can, you know, transfer or put the money in the business account and start applying for some basic credit with no PG. So it's all about mindset, getting around women and men that's in that circle, being around those type of women and having those conversation and listening. It wasn't until I sat and I listened to Six Figures Spa Chick when she came here to Chicago and she really talked about why black women need to really get their credit. Like, get this together. Get you some equipment. Get yes. you because if you have a business and you don't have tools to operate, then your door is going to close. So she really just started teaching the black women about how to build their business credit. That's right. And I just grew more and more interested in it because I said, you know what? I have, I've been having businesses for years. I never really took advantage of it. Even though I knew it was there, I found my taxes. I do all of that. I still just set on my behind until the end of last year. I started working on building my business credit with my S corporation. Good. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. And whether you know it or not, I, it it took me a while. I don't know. I I was really scared because I knew my personal credit was jacked up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, how do you still get all of this business? I keep hearing people say you can get it with a no PG. I'm like, what is that? (laughs) And so I was so scared. I stepped out and I started applying for business credit with no personal guarantee. 
So mm. I'm up to like seven cars, maybe $7,000 in business credit. And I'm monitoring it, but everything is connected with my business account and my business checking credit card. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Those are my baby steps. And I've been in business for years. So I'm not afraid to admit that I was doing it all wrong. But I was like, how are these women talking about they got six figures, this, that? How do they they get all this money? I know at some point you got to take out a loan and you don't want to do business. You don't want to do personal. You want to be able to grow it on your business side. That's exactly right. Yeah, go ahead. And when you and when you go through things like that, like you said, you've been business for years, and then you didn't do it until the end of last year. Once you go through it and then start doing that successfully, you'll be able to share. Like, okay, I heard it, I did it, and this is what's happening in my business. And then you'll be able to share what is the difference between not doing it and doing it the way that you're now doing it. So, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, it's all about that. So that's and, great. And as a business owner, kids have to think about, okay, if, if, if you don't have a storefront, if you have an e-commerce a store, it costs. It costs to be an entrepreneur. It's not free. I don't know mm-hmm. where people get in where they're thinking it's going to be free. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. It costs to, I mean, when I think about the structure of it, when I think about building a brand, when I think about where I want to go and who I need to be around, Nothing comes without a dollar sign. So learning how to really cultivate your mindset and understand that the, you know, that your journal is going to, what you bring into the table is very, very key because when you look in our neighborhoods, I'm not trying to bash any neighborhoods. We don't have banks. We have uh, currency exchange mm-hmm. and title loan places. Could you tell me a little bit more about why that is set up by design? <laughs> you know, well, I, I, I don't, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Let me, let me say this to, to think about it from this angle. Because remember, we check businesses, and all I've seen is currency exchange and places to go, cash or check in. <laughs> we need to change that, you know. Well, one, when you know better, you do better, right? So, um, every geography is different. So, not like where I am, that's not the exact situation, but there are, um, you can access funds online. So there's online banking institutions, credit unions, as credit unions are one of my favorite. Online bank accounts are uh, absolutely on top of credit unions. I like them even better. So you have to, to your point, tune into people, listen to podcasts, watch uh, uh, webinars on your downtime, because being an entrepreneur, it's one thing that it does cost money, and you, but you can make money, but there's a lot of hours that you have to put in to make your business grow. And you always have to be open to learning more because the, the world is evolving. Everything is changing and you have to be up on what's, what's important. What is, what is going on? How, how are you, if you need to change your business model because it worked four years ago, it may need to do something different now. And then follow people that are doing what you want to do, or you have aspirations to be like, so that, um, you know, if they're doing something that works well, maybe you reach out, ask for a call. When I started out, I did that. So from a banking perspective, you don't just have to bank with banks around you. 
Um, there are opportunities online. Uh, credit unions, by far, normally credit unions require eligibility, so you may need to live in a certain geography, worship in a certain geography. Not all are like that, but some are like that. Find the one that works for you, and then always look at the fees. Make sure that you're going somewhere where there's less or very low fees for whichever accounts that you're trying to get. But you got to research. You can't go with the first thing you see. You always got to compare. Just like when you go buy a car, usually people look at different um, look at different cars, see how much they cost, and maybe apply for different loans to see if they when they get the right rate. You got to do the same thing for your business. You got to put the work in, and you got to do the research on whatever it is that you're trying to do. But if you're doing something you're passionate about, all of this, although it may sound tedious, it it it's your your passion for what you're doing and what you're trying to solve for will drive all of that. Like it may sound a lot, but it's not a lot when you're trying to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish for your business. Yeah. And in your bunny book, what is the one thing that you notice that the kids always stumble upon and have a hard time dealing with? So, you know, the question I get a lot is about investing. So it's like, I want to invest. I want to, um, you know, how, the, how do I get in the stock market game? That's what people say. That's what the young people say to me. How do I get in the stock market game? So in my current book, I really give an overview of what investing is, not how to invest. And actually, that's not even in my repertoire. I have colleagues that I uh, bring in to talk about investing. So investing is the one they want to know more about. But as far as the other topics, not, they don't really struggle. Budgeting is one I think that sh- people struggle with, not just young people. People is starting it is easy. Staying on it is another thing. So a lot of people try to do their budget instead of telling their money where to go, creating that spending plan. After they spend it, they're trying to write down what they did. So that's what I find people struggle with the most young and uh, more mature individuals. Now, do you do the 20, the 50, the 80, 20 rule? No. And so, I, so some of my colleagues may be like, what are you talking about? So this is, this is what I say. And that's, this is why I think budgeting and spending is really important. You have to budget on what you can do. Your budget is not going to be the same as my budget. If we make the same amount of money, if we, even if we pay the same mortgage, the same car payment, because I may have other things that I do that you do not do. So you have to plan it on what you can do and what your household can afford to do. So I do feel feel like you need to pay yourself first, which means save every time you get income. You have to pay yourself first because when something happens, you have to take care of it. If the water heater breaks, your brakes go out, whatever happened, you have to take care of it. So, but what I don't say is what that percentage should be. What I say is you must do it. Um, first start with whatever accounts, if you work for an employer, if they have a 401k, 403b, be a part of that, get that free money, and then have a separate savings account that you have a portion going into. That portion has to be decided by you and your family. Like, you know, if you have a spouse or whatever you're doing, and then, then you pay everything else. So I can't say to you, let it be 20%, let it be 30%, and then 70% doesn't take care of your regular household bills. Like that that wouldn't be smart to save 30% and then you can't pay your mortgage because you I told you to put 30 in savings. So if you need to pay your mortgage, your light, and your car payment and get groceries and 10% is what you have left, as long as, it, you, as, long as you're doing the 10% first, that's more important to me that you consistently do that 10% without thinking about it. Automate that that amount that you have determined based on your real life income and expenses 
automated where it's going directly into that savings account. So that per, that number can be a defined number. It can be a defined percentage, but it needs to be done first. And then all the other stuff happens, but you have to define what that is. Yeah. And I, well, you know, we're in this um, age where hot topic is diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. As an African-American woman, how do you feel as being prepared financially to, let's say, go to the next level? Because I hear you say you're a workerpreneur. And I hear a lot of women say they got a nine to five, but then they had to work on the side. But then you still want to you still want to go up in the ladder, but you still want to expand your own business. As an African-American woman, and we are multitasking, how do you feel as the money, the money lady, how to really focus on having those conversations with people that don't look like you? Yeah. So let me, let me first, uh, put on record my, I've been at the company that I'm at for a long time. I just passed my 26th year. So where I am is actually where I want to be. Um, my, where I, and within the company, what I want is my business to grow and that I can touch as many people and help them financially across the world, not just the U S across the world. So for me personally, I, um, and it just worked out this way for me. I worked really hard like I said, for 26 years to get where I am in my business, um, where I have autonomy, where as long as I'm doing and I'm doing my work well, which I do, um, and my, I, I service clients and that they are receiving what they should from me in my day job, that works for me. And then my, my business is where I'm trying to grow. If you are one that's not in the situation I'm in, in and you're trying to go higher within your company and grow your business, you have to first be killing it on your day, you're on your day job. Don't expect, you know, that doesn't change for us where we are, who we are. And that is what it is, but I'm telling you have to kill it on your day job and um, meaning do the tasks really well that you are, t- are charged to do, <clears throat> excuse me. And then find out who is in the position that you want to go for or go to ask them for coffee, ask them for a conversation, understand how they got there. People are more willing to share than you think they are. But what happens is we don't want to ask the question. We feel like, why should we? Um, The job description is written for everybody. But what is going to distinguish you from what's on that page of the job description is where we need to go. So understand that. And I always say in any situation, your network equals your net worth. So the more you grow who you know and in that they know you more importantly will help you in the long run. So continue to search out what you need. What are you doing in their current job that fits the bill for the job that you want to go? Now that said, it doesn't mean a guarantee that it's going to happen for you. So if you already work in that side business, you probably have, you either um, have a different desire to go do something else, or you've already found is not working. And, and that's the reality of what it is, is not, you're not going to go any further. So then you have to say, continue to do your job well, and then continue to service. If it's, if you're a service client, make sure all your clients that you're working for, even if it's four clients, they, they, you better give them the best thing on service that they've ever had, that they're, they want to keep coming to you and they want to tell everybody about who you are. So it, it depends on where you are and what you're trying to do, but there, there is no, uh, what's, I'm trying to remember the quote. There is not an easy way to the top. You need to work to get to the top corporately or in your business. And when you have, when you're passionate about it, it is going to come and you're not going to see that it's work. 
Um, I was just sharing with somebody, Michael Jordan said he missed, I think, 9,000 shots and lost X amount of games. And then we all say he's the best basketball, he's one of the best basketball players of all time. So you are going to make mistakes. You are going to fall and it's going to be a lot of work. You're going to miss a lot of shots. You're going to miss a lot of games. You're going to be giving the ball at the, you know, the, the, you know, and you got to make that last free throw and you free throw and you miss it. But it doesn't mean if you have done well, that people won't remember the well that you, the good that you have done. And that's what people have to remember. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hearing that, you know, you're being invited to the table and when you get to the table, you just really need to understand what game is being played. Cause not everybody speak the same language. Oh, wait, stop right there. You have to know what game is being played. You have to know. You can't go to the chessboard table. You can't go there understanding chess and they're playing checkers. You can't go there understanding checkers and they're playing chess. You can't play Monopoly and they're playing Scrabble. That's the key. Once you know the game, so don't don't be mad at the game. Know the game and then perfect the game, whatever that is. If you are not the owner and you're working for somebody else, you got to understand the game and, and win the game. That's that's the trick. That's the key, I think. And a lot of people miss that. Yes. yes. And so that's why it's so important to have a coach like you. <laughs> because I'm telling you, people don't understand how important coaches Mentors, allies are to them personally and professionally. You need you need them. So tell us uh, more about how you coach women and how they can get in contact with you. And definitely, you got to tell them about your global market on Facebook. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, again, I, I want to thank you for having me here. This has been great. Um, you can find me on my website is itsmymoneyjournal.info. That's I T. P-S-M-Y-M-O-N-E-Y-J-O-U-R-N-A-L.info. It's wickedly long. I know it. That's why I always say it out. Um, on there, there's an about me, so you can find out information about me, <clears throat> excuse me, as well as services. And then there's a tab for contact. So if you want to reach out to me for coaching or things like that, you can uh, send an email to me. My phone number is there and my email address is there. Uh, as far as on the, my social platforms, um, on Instagram and Twitter, it's it's my money underscore. And then I have a Facebook group that I love and I'm trying to uh, grow it. The community is wickedly engaging. I love that. So that's more of a finance um, uh, Facebook group. But, um, you know, again, I think the finances, when people are less stressed about finances because they get tips, that helps them to be able to think uh, more clearly about other things that they're trying to do. So my finance group is called, Facebook group is called It's My Money Squad. So check that out. It's IT apostrophe dollar sign, My Money Squad. So, and then I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that. Volume two of It's My Money is on the way. I just finished the a back cover. I'm so excited. So uh, that's going to be dropping hopefully um, April for Financial Literacy Month. So look out for that as well. Are you having any upcoming events? Um, so usually I am the facilitator at events, not that I don't usually host events that I have people come to. So I do a lot of my stuff. where just pushing information out. I do have, if you're in the, it's my money squad, Facebook group, I do have um, someone coming on talking about investing. His name is Kevin, Kevin Matthews, and he's a wizard at investing in the stock market. So he's going to come on for free in the Facebook group. So you can come check that out and then he'll tell you about the course that he has available. But yeah, so that's going to be made available in our uh, webinar or, or Facebook Live with Kevin Matthews on investing. That's coming really soon. So ch- you have to be a member of the squad 
It's my money squad. I T apostrophe dollar sign. Yes. Thank you so my much. My money squad. Check it. Yes. I love it. So she has value. Katrina Dixon has value one. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. It, it's been an eye opener. It's so refreshing to just hear and talk about money and not be scared to talk about it. It's so refreshing to understand that we can have a full-time job and a side hustle and grow them both. It is so good that we can connect on different social media platforms and learn, not just online, but just coming together and just seeing how to really, really stay in the game. Yes, yes, exactly <laughs> right. You if you don't have no credit, you ain't in the game. If you ain't got no money, you double out of the game. <laughs> That's exactly right. Nowadays, you can't even rent a car or get a hotel or book a ho- make a reservation for a hotel without credit. So don't credit is not bad. Bad credit is bad. So that's why I teach people how to use credit responsibly and how to um, understand once you do have credit, um, do the things that will help your credit score increase. So that's where I focus on versus, you know, um, saying you don't want credit, credit is bad. No, bad credit is bad. Yeah. And one more thing before I leave out of here, um, I want people to understand if you are a homeowner, and you are looking and shopping for insurance. These are homeowners. Maybe they've been in their home for several years or whatever. They are now starting to pull your credit. Oh, yeah. To get and and, and um, car insurance. And car insurance. And car insurance. So you, and car insurance. You already, know what's, you already know why they're doing it. Because tell us why. I'm not going to say it. You, I want to hear what you're saying. Tell, tell, let me to hear why you think. So for the most part, they know that they can make money off any race if they're filing any claims or getting into accidents. It does not have anything to do with color, but it just so happens all people that got a home are filing freaking claims. Mm -hmm. So you could be white, black, Hispanic. It don't even matter. There are, it's just a way to make money. Exactly. They're making money off our mistakes. Exactly. When you know better, you do better. That is a famous Maya Angelou, Maya Angelou's um, uh, quote, when you know better, you do better. And that's why we're doing what we're doing here. The more people can find bits of information, which is why I try to put it out on Facebook. Um, I have a newsletter. um, I have a a podcast, a blog, whichever the way you want to get information, I'm trying to put it out there for you because not everybody listens to uh, webinars or or things like this. Uh, Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's reading it on a blog, however you want to get it, whatever medium and whoever it is you want to follow, even if it's not me, just do yourself a favor and get that information that's out there because people are out there along with myself and Audrey trying to help. So go out and get that information because if we've been through it and we know, we want to make sure that you do. Yes, yes, yes. So at all aspects, protect your credit. Yes. Money coach like Patrina Dixon. Yes. Podcast, her newsletter, her webinars, her Facebook group. However you want to get it, you can come and get it. That's right. We will see you on the other side. And please join her Facebook group. You've been listening to the Audrey Woodley podcast. For more, visit AudreyWoodley.com.